are listening to Give Me the Bible with Len. Today's program is entitled Astrology. Hello my radio friends, I'm glad you've joined me again for another program in the series Give Me the Bible. The Bible is the best guide for living and it tells about our future. Of course, people like to know about their future. Fortune tellers and others have made a lot of money because people are curious about what their future holds. Because of that fact, many magazines and newspapers often include a section on your horoscope where people can check up to see how they will fare in things like love, money, luck, friends, opportunities and so on. There are people who really believe that certain positioning of the stars and other heavenly bodies will affect their future. You know, two things are quite obvious regarding this belief. Firstly, if it is true, it means that everyone worldwide who have a particular star sign will have the same things happening to them. That means of the more than 7 billion people living on Earth at the moment, 600 million people will have the same things happening to them at any one time. That's a very interesting statistic. Secondly, it means that we have no control of our future. We're just pawns in a mindless cosmic game where physical forces predetermine what happens to us. Now that's really interesting that mere physical, non-living forces, such as and including gravity, could affect human beings psychologically, mentally and emotionally, and determine their future, is incredible. And then comes another question. Do those same physical forces determine the outcomes for animals? Before finding out what the Bible has to say about the subject of, of astrology, I want to make three comments. Firstly, I consider it to be a sad state of affairs when people's minds and thoughts are shifted away from God and become absorbed with such empty philosophy as astrology. Secondly, Astrology has deep-rooted pagan origins and as such is not inspired or directed by God. It is most likely another deception of satanic origins. Thirdly, astrology is as empty as humanism, evolution, skepticism, 
and materialism. It's about now. In it, there is no hope of and no promise of eternal life. Furthermore, in it there is no knowledge of a loving God who cares for his creation. So what is astrology? In Hebrew, the word astrology means divining the heavens. Divining is the act of foretelling future events or revealing secret knowledge by means of signs and omens or other supernatural agencies. Another word for astrology is divining. The first time we read about such things in the Bible is in Exodus chapter 7, where Moses and Aaron were sent to the king of Egypt, the Pharaoh, that is, with a request to let the Hebrew people go and live independently away from Egypt. In verse 11, the Bible records, Pharaoh then summoned wise men and sorcerers, and the Egyptian magicians also did the same things by their secret arts. Egypt was a centre of paganism. The Egyptians worshipped all kinds of gods. They worshipped the sun, animals, birds, insects and even reptiles. They had a concept of life after death. And that's why the pyramids were built so the dead king would have food and useful items to use in his new life. But what I'm saying here is that astrology and paganism go together. Astrology is a part of paganism, and that's a good reason for Christians to avoid it. In the book of Daniel chapter 2, you can read about the Babylonian king Nebuchadnezzar and his dream of the future world empires. But the king couldn't remember the dream. So he called in all the astrologers, magicians and soothsayers to tell him what his dream was and what it meant. If they were unable to tell the king about his dream, they were under threat of death. Obviously the king had some serious doubts about their abilities and their claims for divination. Daniel, a godly man who believed in the God of heaven, was shown by God what the dream was and its meaning and was promoted in the Babylonian kingdom. You see, only God knows the future. The others were shown to be fakes. God gave the Israelites, as recorded in Deuteronomy, many rules about how to live and how not to live. In chapter 18 and verses 10 to 14 we read what he said about astrologers. He made it perfectly clear. He said, There shall not be found among you anyone who burns his son or daughter as an offering, anyone who practices divination or tells fortunes, or interprets omens, or a sorcerer, or a charmer, or a medium, or a neocromancer, 
or anyone who inquires of the dead. For anyone who does these things is an abomination to the Lord. In chapter 17 of Deuteronomy, there are found even sterner instructions. From verses 2 to 5, we read what God says should be done with such people. Verse 5 tells us, Then you shall bring out to your gates that man or woman who has committed that wicked thing, and shall stone to death that man or woman with stones. The summary of these verses is that according to the Bible and God's instructions, astrology and divination is evil. It is sin and is demonic, and it has its origins in Satan and demon worship. God's people should have nothing to do with it. The Bible condemns astrology and other similar divination. Why? Because Satan is a liar. He is a deceiver. He is the father of lies and will lead you astray. 1 Peter 5.8 contains a stern warning for God's people. It says, Be sober, be vigilant, for your enemy the devil prowls around like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. It is no wonder the Bible gives warnings because those who get mixed up with these secret arts will be led astray. But there's another aspect to all this. Satan has all sorts of tricks to lead us away from God. Some things may not be evil in themselves, but when our thoughts were filled with the, are filled with that other stuff and we have no time for God, well, then the devil has succeeded. People who get caught up in pleasure-seeking, materialism, humanism, or trying to solve the mysteries of UFOs will most likely have no time for God they will not come to a realisation of a need for forgiveness and their need to be saved. And astrology is just one of those satanic tricks to lead people away from rather than to God. Astrology is a form of spiritualism. Spiritualism has many facets, such as so-called speaking to the dead and fortune-telling. Satan is behind it. In Isaiah chapter 8 verse 19, God throws out to his people a challenge. He says, When men tell you to consult mediums and spiritists who whisper and mutter, should not a people inquire of their God? Why consult the dead on behalf of the living? Here God is saying, I'm here. Why consult these dark powers? They will do you no good. But you know, he goes even further. In Leviticus chapter 20 and verse 6, God says, I will set my face 
against the person who turns to mediums and spiritists to prostitute himself by following them, and I will cut him off from his people. From what I just read, do you think God is happy when people go looking for answers amongst those who, invo- who are involved with spiritualism, fortune-telling, horoscopes, and other forms of divination? No, not at all. God regards these people the same as those who sacrifice children, that is their own children, to Moloch. What's Moloch, you may ask? Moloch was an idol, shaped in the form of a human torso and head. It had a wide mouth and a mechanical arm. The idol was actually a furnace. Parents would lay their children on the hand, and the arm would lift up and drop the terrified child into the mouth, and there it would fall into the fire and burn to death. The child would be a human sacrifice. What a terrible thing to do with one's own child. Against such people, as with those who get involved in spiritualism, horoscopes, fortune-telling, and so-called divining, God sets his face against them. He hates such things. We'll stop and have a short break and go on afterwards. just before the break I was telling you about 
people who do all sorts of weird things, like child sacrifice, and then what God thinks of that. And you'd think that in this day and age where people are better educated and where information is much more widespread, that people would have little or nothing to do with these so-called diviners. The sad thing, though, <clears throat> is that with the increase of secularism, there is an increase in superstition and turning to witchcraft, black magic, and the powers of darkness. If you've noticed, there are quite a number of programs on free-to-air television where witchcraft and the like is presented as entertainment. Books, particularly the very popular Harry Potter books, are bestsellers, and these fall into a similar category as horoscopes and black magic. Being involved in these magic arts is definitely not what God would have us do. Unfortunately, these days there is also a rise in the amount of witchcraft. Witches, wizards and covens have been springing up all over the place. You see, when people lose sight of God, they turn to other things that are mysterious, dark and unexplained. The people become covered in darkness. Seeking answers from satanic sources will not elevate us and will not make us better people. It'll only drag us down, make us slaves to the master of deception, the evil one, Satan. Instead, we should maintain a clear, unbroken connection with God and follow what we're told in his word. The advice given in Philippians chapter 4 verse 8 is worthy of our attention. It says, Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think on such things. The Bible describes superstition, idol worship, divination, spiritualism and the like as darkness. We have a reference to that in the book of Isaiah chapter 60 verse 2 where it says, See, darkness covers the earth and thick darkness over the peoples, but the Lord rises upon you. And the previous verse said, Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord rises upon you. There is distinct contrast what the Bible describes as light and darkness. Darkness has to do with the forces of evil and of superstition and ignorance. Light is to do with the knowledge about God. As Christians, we're called to be the light of the world, even as Jesus described himself the light of the world. At one time, 
I was interested in purchasing a property. The vendor was happy to sell me the property and I paid a deposit. Before paying the final amount, I had to sell some investments. I gave the vendor a time when settlement would be made. As it turned out, the vendor's wife was into horoscopes and she consulted her charts to determine the best time to make settlement and hand the property over. I was flabbergasted. What difference would that make? The sale price had already been determined. The deposit had been paid. To this day, I do not understand why one particular date would be better than another to receive a cheque for the final settlement payment. All I could think of was that the holding off until a certain date was something to do with superstition and witchcraft. The date of January 7 was set, but I had the money earlier than that, so I approached the vendor and told him the money was in and I could make payment. He accepted, despite his wife's remonstrations. There is another big issue regarding horoscopes and astrology and the like. Those magic superstitious arts are a dead end. They promise very little and they lead away from God. The Bible, on the other hand, tells about the supreme being in the universe, God, who loves us and wants us to give the very best possible. He promises eternal life if we're faithful to him and stay clear of Satan's deceptions. My dear radio friends, don't you fall into the trap of astrology, spiritism and fortune-telling? Instead, go to the Bible. The Bible is the reliable guide of what your future will be. Follow it. If you are faithful to God, you will be given eternal life. If you are involved in the black arts and superstition or rejection of God's kind offer, your future will be eternal annihilation. The choice for me is very clear, and I hope your choice will also be very clear. Serve God will be worthwhile. Well, that's it for today. It's time to stop. But I hope you will choose to do what God says and stay away from the things that will lead you away from him. So in the meantime, I wish you God's blessings and joy and peace. And I hope you'll join me next time for another program in this series, Give Me the Bible. Oh Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all of the earth. Oh Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all of the earth. Oh Lord, 
Majestic is your name in all of the earth. Oh, 